0: Welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. Welcome to the Soul Inspiring Business Podcast. A reminder if you haven't already to go to www.freegiftfromkara.com, that's kara with a K, to get your free breakthrough journal from me. Today's conversation is a super fun one with Russ Morgan and Joey Murray, founders and partners of Wealth Without Wall Street. Their backgrounds began in the mortgage and financial industry. And both experienced a profound shift when they were introduced to new concepts for creating wealth. And they felt called to teach others what they had learned. I love meeting passionate leaders who are filled with soul purpose, and these guys exude that. Their goal is to create a big impact in the way people think about money and wealth, teaching you how to create more freedom in your life today versus waiting towards some future retirement goal. Both men are deeply rooted in faith And God is a central part of their life and business. They talk about their faith openly on their podcast, and it's woven into the fabric of their company. Joey's bio includes the following scripture, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. I just love that because as we learn to lean in and trust God and the guidance that we're given, we're led to where we're meant to be. Now, in today's episode, you'll hear from Joey and Russ practical tips on how to get started towards building wealth, creating more financial freedom, and doing it in a way that may challenge what you've been taught about money. Their goal is to help people increase savings, increase cash flow, and create passive income all without the help of Wall Street. You'll also hear the true passion in their voices for what they do. This is a fun one, and I hope you enjoy. It all starts now. So I am really thrilled today to have our next uh, our guests on the show today. It's Joey Muray and Russ Morgan. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having us, Kara.
2: We're glad to be here. Yeah, Kara, I'm glad to share with your audience.
0: Yeah, well, and what you just missed is that we just recorded a, a section of this episode, and I forgot to press record. So we'll just have to kind <laughs> of go back here. Uh, so, but you know, what I'm really excited about today is. You know, so Joey and Russ—they are the founders of Wealth Without Wall Street. Um, one of the things that I'm really passionate about in this podcast is helping, you know, our um, listeners really think bigger about the vision for their life and um, and what's possible. And I think finances play such a big role in that, right? Like having financial freedom and um, for many people, I think just the the word like money or, you know, wealth brings up so many different fears and sometimes anxiety. And we have so many different terms that we've uh, been passed down and inherited, you know, beliefs that we've held from our parents and our grandparents. And so I think this conversation is really important. So I'm really thrilled to have you all here because, Um, I think there are many ways to think about how we can create wealth and it doesn't have to be the traditional way of stocking money into 401k and then, you know, calling it a day. And so, um, really excited to have you both here today. We'll get into, you know, those strategies, but before that, I'd love to hear your story. So, you know, what, how were you led to this work that you're doing now in the world?
1: So I'll, I'll start off, Kara, um, you know, Russ and I were actually friends uh, in Sunday school at church um, years ago, and that was when I was in the mortgage business, and he was in the financial world. and And for the longest time, he wouldn't send me referrals, and I'm like, dude, this is this is I'm getting the shaft here. Like, what, what's going on? And then one day, he woke up and he said, "Man, I need to start sending you referrals." I'm like, "Absolutely, you do." <laughs> and he said, "But before I do, I need you to read this book." And by the way, it's twenty dollars. I'm like, okay, this is, this is also low budget. Like, why are you charging me for the book that you want me to read in order to send, I mean, this podcast is getting off on the wrong foot <laughs> here. Like you
2: see, like, I feel like Pretty funny. I didn't, uh, you guys, are you guys hearing the bus noise? Cause I feel like I'm under it. I've never heard it back <laughs> up, but I, I feel it,
1: but Hey, I'm glad. I'm glad he charged me for it because if, if he hadn't, I would have not read it probably mm-hmm. uh, actually guaranteed. And So when I did read it, it actually was exactly what I had been looking for my whole career. And I don't know, I mean, obviously, Carrie, you understand, but when you're on 100% commission, your income is never the same. It's always up, always down. Budgeting is difficult. All these things around finances are difficult. And especially putting money away into something like a 401k long term without access to money was terrifying. Because, hey, this quarter is fantastic, but you can never rest on your laurels and just assume it's going to be the same. There's too many variables that affect your business. Anyways, long story short, I start implementing these things personally, uh, for my family. And the, when, when I say the transformation, the way I think and the way, like the, the confidence that it gave me and my family, uh, on building wealth, a totally different way. It was so dramatic that at the time I was at a conference with Russ in 2014, and I looked up and I said, you know what, why don't more people know this? Like, Mm -hmm. why don't people understand what I, I felt like I had been given a gift and yet I was the only one that knew what was going on. And I, I looked to Russ, I said, Russ, I feel like God's telling me to literally do this full time like to get out and help you get the word out about this thing cuz obviously you're terrible at getting the word out like <laughs> most people don't know um but anyway
0: we all have our strengths right
1: <laughs> but, but what was shocking about it was i was making well over $300,000 a year closing 200 loans a year i had 25 loan officers that um i was managing with 60 bank branches and and russ knew that and his first question was like what are you, what are you saying? Like, are you sure? Because you're going to give up all that. My wife was at home pregnant with our fourth daughter at the time. And uh, I went home and I told her and I kind of coiled back. Like, what is she going to do? Like, is she going to slap me and say, you're a moron.
0: Hmm.
1: But instead she said, you absolutely should do that. And I thought she knows what sacrifice this would do for our family. Um, She obviously knows that this is important too. Anyways, we, we launched in the middle of 2014. I I went and joined Russ. And by 2016 we had left the firm we were at, um, to start wealth without wall street. And again, the whole idea in my mind was how can I have the greatest impact on this world in the timeframe that I've been given and, even though I was helping people with their finances from the one, you know, biggest thing that in their life buying or or refinancing a home, I knew that there was more comprehensive nature to finances that was imprisoning people and they needed to be freed from that. And, um, so that that's kind of what drove me. And then I don't know, Russ, can, can you, can you do better than that? I don't know. I I don't, I don't know where I start other than you're
2: welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just start there. Okay. Just, you're welcome. My hero. Right. Well, (laughs) the reason I didn't send him referrals, by the way, Kara, the company I was with actually had its own mortgage arm. Okay. And of course I, I couldn't refer We're outside We're not judging a,
0: you, you know. I left
2: the that detail out, okay? Now, <laughs> of course, just when the mortgage world started going crazy in 2008 and all the different requirements, regulation happened, the company's like, yeah, we don't want to do that anymore. I was like, hey, Joey. <laughs> yeah, now I'm convenient.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. Right. okay.
2: <laughs> but let's go. I mean, but also it is amazing, like our path and, and Joey and I refer to our faith a lot on our podcast. And it's just, none of these things are, to our credit, like all this is to the Lord, putting this together and orchestrating the path. And it, it's just funny to see how that happened. But yes, it, it I was kind of the same thing. I started out in, in the financial world in 04 going down the typical wall street pathway. We kind of refer to that as the financial babysitter world now, but I, I was the typical financial planner. I actually became a certified financial planner. If you know anything about that, and requires you to go do a lot of extra study and you know take this day and a half test and i i passed that test the beginning of 2008 when i thought man now i have all the information i've got all the education one would need four years of experience and now this education like i'm ready to conquer the world and the you know the crash of 2008 happens and i'm like what <laughs> like we're, now what yeah like really and and so the anxiety and angst that exists and the fears not only did that happen in all of the clients that we had right the people that were losing 30 40 50 percent of their their money that we had invested because that's what i was at the time i was a money manager and you know they're looking to me for that that calming nature to say everything's going to be okay now that's what The people in our firms were saying, this is what you got to go tell people. You got to tell them, don't don't sell. Don't do anything. It's all going to be okay. But then I was like, okay, well, explain to me why it happened. They're like, yeah, we can't really do that yet. I was like, well, tell me what's going to keep it from happening again. They're like, yeah, we don't know that yet. And, And what I learned over that probably next year or so is that very few people in the financial industry really understood what was going on and why it was happening. And even worse, what would keep it from happening again. Mm -hmm. And, of course, after a year or two down the road, all these books are written that says, oh, well, you should have done this or you should have done that. Well, it's easy to look back and then make assumptions then, but nobody knew at the time, right? Everybody knew when the Titanic, uh, after the Titanic sank, well, this is what made it sink. You shouldn't have done it this way. But at the time, they didn't know that. And I think that that's what I saw on the financial world is that they were, it was a Titanic and it was a sinking ship and everybody on board was jumping off. And, and nobody knew why. And so thankfully, I would I got it. you know, I would always go to different conferences every year. I learned a concept at one of these conferences that taught how to take financial control of your life. And that was the book that I gave to Joey. It was called Becoming Your Own Banker. And as I started studying that, and I started like traveling the country, meeting with people who are implementing this concept into their life and watching what they were doing with money from that point forward. They were no longer investing into things that they couldn't touch. They were no longer uh, investing in things that they couldn't control. They were first investing in cash, second in themselves, and then things that had collateral to it. Mm -hmm. And it just started to make so much sense to me. And it gave me that confidence. When I went back to my clients, I I had to say, I'm sorry, like Joey should say to me right now, by the way, that all those <laughs> comments he said, but I had to go and tell him, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kara, that I, I didn't know this concept existed five years ago and we started talking and started helping you with money. And, and I'm sorry that, you know, you lost 30, 40, 50% in the market, but here's a, a path that I believe that's going to take us out. And here's what I've, I've done personally. And Joey and I have always been kind of a lead from the front and and take the bumps and bruises before typically sharing it with someone. And, and so I started implementing that in my own life. And so as I started sharing and he said, I was bad at sharing. It's just because again, I was waiting to see how it was working out. You know, I didn't want to get back out there. I was already a gun shy of the market. And I think others can relate to that. Now, you know, it's been a many years since the market crashed. And so sometimes people have short memories and have forgotten that and are super excited about how well their 401k is going. But one of the things that we see here is that with, with families, we want to spend more time with them. And what I've found over the years is that success always equaled more money, but more money meant more hours, more hours away from our family, mm-hmm. more time working and less time playing and enjoying things. Mm-hmm. And that just never felt right to me. And it seemed like the things that we, the reasons we want to do this to have nicer house, ni- nicer cars, nicer second homes, nicer vacations, all of these things, but for what, right? Mm-hmm. To to not be able to spend time there, to have to wait till we're 60 or 70 years old to enjoy those things. And, and Joey mentioned like our goal to kind of impact people's lives. It's let's impact lives today. And when we hear someone tell us, Hey, I'd love to be able to You know, enjoy things with my family today. And you mentioned the word 401k. Mm -hmm. I I say, okay, great. Well, why are you putting money in that thing? And they're like, Well, aren't I supposed to? Doesn't that's what I was told? That's what everyone else is doing. I was like, Well, when can you when can you use that money? Mm -hmm. They're like, like 20, 30 years from now? I'm like, okay. So how does that help you today? If you want freedom today. Doesn't that th- doesn't that one instrument that's that concept stand in direct conflict with your goals, and right. and that's kind of the way that we look at the world is, you know we definitely have a swimming upstream approach, but really it's more matching people with what they want.
0: Right. Well, I'll tell you, I so as you were talking, a few things struck me about your story. Um, number one, Joey, when you were talking, you said you know, you came home to your wife and you weren't really sure what you're going to do when you, and she just said, yes, like I'm with you and I'll support you. And I think that is so cool. And I think that one of the things that's really amazing is if you can have a really good support partner in your corner, like you, that grounds you, like you, that enables you to think bigger, right? Too number one, number two, um, you know, talking about, um, You know, when we talk about wealth, and I know you were Russ, you were just you know saying we think about oh, we've got to work harder, we've got to you know put in more hours to make more money. But how can we really work smarter? How can we allow, you know, the the wealthy actually look at ways to generate passive income, you know? And it's not about you know putting in more hours. It's it's being smarter about allowing your money to work for you, right? And then in turn, you you know, it's, why are we doing this in the beginning? Like, what's the whole point, right? Because what's the point of a huge bank account if you don't have anybody to share with? Or if you have just worked your whole life and haven't spent any time with your kids and invested in them and really connected because connection is really, th- that's the whole point of everything, right? And and then the the other thing that you mentioned that I thought was, was interesting is that, you know, you felt this was this was a plan by something above us. So whether it's, you know, we refer to it as God or, you know, whatever somebody's beliefs are, but that there is a higher power at work in our lives. And that, um, that sometimes we don't know how things are unfolding, but if we can listen to the guidance that we're given and then, and then take action on it. Right. So, you know, it's following the path, but, and knowing when to say yes to those opportunities that that are aligning, you know, for us and working out from, um, you know, God and in a, and, and those, when we can follow our path in that way, that's when kind of miracles can unfold and opportunities align because we're, we have, a a more aligned focus, you know? Um, yeah. so, you know, just well, a few things that I kind of took from what you said, but, um, I'd love for you to expand on too for what does that look like for somebody that, you know, you were mentioning, we often think, you know, again, we've got to work harder and, and, um, put money into the 401k, but how can somebody, what would be your first step if somebody is feeling like, well, yeah, that's what I do because that's what I've always done. Like, what's the first step somebody takes?
1: Well, I would say in our three-step process, we start with clarity. And that's kind of what we've been talking about so far is kind of coming to grips with the reality of what we're doing versus what we would want to have happen in an ideal situation. Right. And part of that is getting rid of some of the negativity or the ideas that we've grown up with. Maybe there's some scarcity Mm -hmm. in the way we think about money. You mentioned people having anxiety and things like this. Um, having to let go of, okay, well, this is what everybody else is doing. And that's not working for me. Like you have to come to grips and say, that's not working for me. There has to be a different path. And what does that look like? The second thing I think around clarity comes into being is who am I really meant to be? Because I think people just put up with way too much in this world. Like, they're just like, well, this is what I'm doing. And I can't really do a whole lot more than this. So I'm just going to keep my head down work, put the money away, um, accept the fact that I only get 10 paid days of vacation, or whatever the case may be, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, Well, if I'm if I really align the money that I've been given and steward it well, could I be more in control of my time? Mm -hmm. Could I um, we, we have a community and people in their post, what would I do when I'm financially free? And you get all sorts of different ideas and perspectives, which I love, but some as simple as I would be dropping my kids off at school and picking them up each afternoon. Hmm. Like the fact that somebody put that in writing says, this is so important to me, but I'm not able to do that today. So how could I get to that position? I mean, you get people that say I would travel more, I would enjoy family more, like all these things are super important. But my, my point is, is once you get clarity on that, now you can and we use things like vision boards, and we use um, different tools and things like that to help you see how it's possible. And then from there, we move into, okay, if that's going to be true about my life, I got to make some changes right? Mm-hmm. And that's when we move into like a control step. And that says, okay, if this is going to happen within the next five years, like you go ahead and put a time frame on that vision. It's not, well, one day, because mm-hmm. it's too easy to back out of a vision that doesn't have a deadline, right? Think about um, closings or whatever. <laughs> Someone say, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to buy this house um, at some point. Mm-hmm. That means they're never going to buy it, right? So put it, put a specific time frame on what financial freedom is going to be. Um, so anyways, that, that would be the first step in my mind and, and then moving into control. Well, I would say
2: too, that a lot of times we don't even know how close we are to that. And I think that's, we, we refer to this on our show, Kira, as the wall street mindset, and it's really this, this financial ignorance state. And I, and I don't say that the people are ignorant or they're, not not financially savvy but i feel like we i've been put in a position to think that well we were going to hand that off to someone else we live in a world of specialties and i'm not saying specialties are bad but when something is so important like my family like i want to spend more time with my family like i wouldn't delegate that off right i'm going <laughs> to i'm going to be a part of it like if that's the really most important thing then i'm going to be involved and you know there the old adage you have to um Inspect what you expect, right? Well, how can you inspect something if you don't really understand what's going on, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, like if I if I was super interested in my car repair, I would have to know how to fix a car to watch over the mechanic fixing it, and and I don't ever want to do that. But you get the point. Like (laughs) I have to know what's going on. I think with money, people are just financially illiterate, and and they don't know where they are. So one of the things that we did is we built a a tool that could tell someone today in a handful of minutes, where do you stand as a percentage to financial freedom? Like, am I 10% of the way there? Am I 50% of the way there? Am I 0% of the way there? Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's helpful, like to have goals. I don't know many people have ever achieved a goal that they never even set out to achieve, right? right. Never wrote right. down, never, whether that's to wake up tomorrow to be at work at 8 a.m. I just, you know, I set a goal by setting my alarm clock for 650, mm-hmm. right? We, we have to set it in order to accomplish it. And when someone is trying to say, well, I would love to be financially free, meaning that I have actually more money coming in from something that I don't have to go to work for than my monthly expenses, because mm-hmm. that's the formula. People think, oh, well, I have to have $4 million in my 401k by some specific time. No, that's that that's the wrong accumulation tool. That's a tool that has been taught to us that so that people can make money off of our money. You know, like it's this uh, imagining that I will be financially free because I have so much money. No, it is not an amount. It's literally cash flow that comes in. And for us, like helping people have that uh, level of clarity, helping them be able to set a goal that says, okay, well, how much money do you spend every month? 5,000, 50,000. Okay, great. Now we have a target to say, well, how much do we have coming in from activities and assets that we don't go to work for?
0: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Now we know how to work on both sides of the equation, because I don't think it's just one or the other. It's both. We have to work on both. And our clients love the fact that we bring strategies that help them reduce the expenses that have nothing to do with lifestyle, that have to do with how do we cut taxes? How do we reduce interest expense to others that we could bring on ourselves? How do we create assets that create income streams that I can impact That is not just a hope based Mm -hmm. approach? So right. from our perspective, like clarity is that first step. And it seems like so simple, like, like wait a second, you guys didn't invent anything. This has been around forever. But what I would say is most people have no clarity. And we take people through a long process to do that, because if I ask people in a five minute conversation, what do you really want? They Most people can't come up with it because the, the first thing that's out of their mouth is this superficial what I think the world should think I should say but when they yeah. when they we make them challenge themselves to say what what do, who do you want to be what do you want to have and then what do you need to do to make those things happen and they they start brainstorming these ideas and say now pick the top 3 from those they actually have something like oh yeah that really more represents if i was financially free it would give me the ability to go do those things
0: yeah
2: and and that and it may be something really simple it may be something really amazing and yeah. we had a guest on our show and i've kind of adopted it He talked about passion income. And for a few of us, we have the benefit of doing our jobs that we're so passionate about. Like, we just love what we do, and we'll do it forever. And But there's some people that, man, I'm passionate about, you know, watercolor, painting, or whatever. But I couldn't make $10 if I wanted to in a year doing it, right? (laughs) But I would just love to spend my whole day doing that. We talked to a lady the other day. She was like, I would just love to move to Ireland and write novels all day long. That seems miserable to me, except the Ireland part. (laughs) But I'm just thinking, that's awesome. If that's your passion, right? Well, then we need to figure out a way to create passive income that fuels the passion income. And so then that that allows us to be passionate at work because there's this word retirement is a new age word. That word never existed until the turn of the century. And and that was an, an issue that really came out of the mindset of scarcity, Mm -hmm. where, you know, Bismarck in Germany had to figure out how does he get older people out of the workforce to get newer people into the workforce? So he assumed the only way he could do it is give them a pension plan to get them out. Never. The concept of capitalism and creating ideas, the entrepreneurism that exists today in our world would boggle the minds uh, of of people in that age. And but yet we still hold on to this retirement age. It's like, well, that's when we get to enjoy things.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Right. I've got to sacrifice until I get to this age. Yeah. And what I love about um, what you said is, you know, I, I think for sure that one of the most powerful things you can do is take time, block it out in your calendar, take, you know, a half day or a full day, whatever it is to ask really yourself really good questions, like give yourself permission to dream because not enough of us know what that vision looks like. If you say, what's the big, big, you know, level vision for your life? Like, I don't know. I mean, what does that even mean? right? Right. And so, you know, but what is that? How do you want to be spending your time with your family? You know, what, if you could just wave a magic wand and be working in whatever capacity, what would it be? Like, what are the things you just love doing and how does that translate into work for you? You know, and, um, or like you said, maybe it doesn't translate into income, but you can replace it with other types of passive income. So having a vision and knowing where you're going, I think is so crucial. Um, I actually created a, a, a journal for, people to think through that vision, you know, with those types of questions, um, at the beginning of the year, just because again, I think it's, it's just one of the, um, most crucial first parts is figuring out what it is you want. So you can then figure out and design a plan around that. Right. Totally.
1: And I I would, I would add a couple really quick thoughts. I know you probably have other questions, but Mm -hmm. so the, the term retirement means to take out of service, Right. And it's really an an industrial type of word because if if you're retiring a piece of equipment, that means you're replacing it, right? With another one that that one's no longer useful. I need to put this new one in. And that to me is a challenge to what are we meant to do? Like whether you're at work physically getting a paycheck or not, you're still called to serve the world and the people that you've been entrusted. Right. You may only be trusted a very small amount of people, and that's great. You should serve them to the best of your ability, but you may have a much, much bigger impact that you could um, have on this world that God has uniquely gifted you to, to be. Okay. But if you are constantly in the shackles of your finances, because you have done things poorly, or you've just kind of blindly followed a path and you never thought there was more. You can't become who you are meant to be. It's Mm -hmm. just it's, and that's what I think was what drives us. Is ultimately, it's not about hey, you know, Carrie, you should be financially free so you can just go sit on the beach and do nothing and be a completely selfish, you know, person that does nothing for anybody else. Mm -hmm. I think you would be bored of that in minutes,
0: literally. I mean, you may
1: may last a week, but then you're gonna be like, okay, we gotta get back to work. We gotta do something. We're producers right? And, and so ultimately, how do we get the, to the depths of who we're meant to be? And one of the things you have to remove is this governor that's on your life. And that is finances that are not maximized or optimized or providing freedom.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I guess what types of um, tips or tools or processes do you walk people through? Or would you um, say to somebody that, that hasn't gone through that process or isn't really know where to doesn't know where to start.
2: Yeah. So there's lots of different things Kara, that we've, we've done on the, on the first part and clarity is to one, I would say to find out where you are financially, where do you stand in relationship with that? If it's okay, we have a free tool I'll share it. It's a forward slash scorecard. And within a handful of minutes, you can know as a percentage, how close do you stand to this, to this mm-hmm. goal? and uh, if you want there's a link at the bottom of that that allow you to join our community of people because i think too often unfortunately we're not surrounded by people that maybe have the same dreams and ambitions and aspirations that we have Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: you know i don't remember who it was it says that our network is our net worth and if we're not surrounding ourselves by people that have that same journey to get to that financial freedom at the same Pace that we will, um, they could be like crabs in a you know barrel pulling us back,
0: mm-hmm. and,
2: and so we we've built a community of roughly four thousand people all, all across the country, even the world that have have said that no, this is what I want. Um, you know, there's steps in there that we've we've built to help people um, actually go through and understand what does their ideal day look like, what does their ideal life look like, and mm-hmm. those things can be a little bit different. And are the activities, I mean, it's something as simple as tracking our daily activities for a day, like, I don't know if you've ever done this, but if you sat down and and did it on like a 10 to 15 minute section every hour, um, uh, you know, that you're awake, what did you do, and then go back and look at it and say, Okay, how many of these activities were things that I would say are getting me closer to my ideal day or ideal life? And how many of the things am I doing? are really not getting to me any closer and it would be dissonant to what I really want. Right. And, and just that visual for someone, if they track that for, we have clients so that will do this for a week and they will do this time log, And it's, and then we have them like put it on a little kind of a little plotted course to kind of say in, in different quadrants, whether or not they are getting closer or further away is an activity that they like or is an activity they dislike. And, and then to say, okay, what can we do then to start removing the things that we dislike? Mm -hmm. And and sometimes it's simple as hiring a coach, you know, to somebody who can speak into your life. And that's why we refer to ourselves as coaches. We're not advisors. We're not here to manage anybody's money. We've got our own money to manage. We don't need yours. Um, So we're here to, to coach, but people have to understand that they have to take an active role. Like Mm -hmm. that there are people, the word passive income is so attractive because it it, it, it breeds this feeling of, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> right. and, 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 and it's like, oh, so you guys are wealthy without wall street. So can I do this passive income thing, which is like, I can just put money in something that's not on wall street, but I still don't have to do anything. And it brings money into me. That sounds cool. And awesome. Well, no, that's just a different level of wall street. and mm-hmm. And so what we're teaching people is how to understand what's going on in your life, how to take action into that. And so I think first steps are knowing where you stand today. Um, And, and then, you know, as part of our community, we start teaching on this. This is something that we do every single uh, week is, is helping people who are on that journey. And I'd love to be able to give you the, the the simple three-step plan. Our, our, our our steps are clarity, control, and then course of action. Mm -hmm. But you know, the, the formula is, is easy, but the work to accomplish it is hard. And the people who, who decide to go down this journey have a real mission at hand that they want to accomplish. And that's why we start with clarity, because if you're not really clear what you want, you're probably going to give up way too soon. It's like mm-hmm. the, the person who creates the new year's resolution. And by, you know, January the 22nd, they've you know scrapped the whole thing. Right. And it, we're not there to, you know, to, to not be able to, you know, just say, oh, that's okay. It's okay. Just slip back into your old ways. No, like we're here to coach you. And as you know, having a coach, we talked about that pre-show, like our coaches mm-hmm. are there to get more out of us than we think is possible. Yes. And, and I, I love that about our team. We've got a team of coaches that that get on calls with people and, and help them and then point them in the right directions after they've evaluated where they stand and then say, okay, based upon your own profile, because a lot of times people have to know who they are and, we get asked the question, "Well, what should I invest in?" You mm-hmm. guys, every month, Kara, Joey, and I put out a passive income report, and that report is what we are doing with our own dollars, and we share it with the world—the good, the bad, the ugly—and and we're telling people, "Here's what we're actually doing. This is the passive income. This is the monthly cash flow that we are creating each and every month." And we we show, we talk about what we did last month and what uh, what this month looked like. And we're getting ready to record that here in a few days for the month uh, of March. And it's every month that holds us accountable to our audience who are looking to us, but also creates ideas for somebody. But people say, well, how do I come up with this idea? Like, how do, how, how do I know if that's a good one for me? And we take them through what we call our investor DNA, which is a tool that allows someone to actually understand the way they see the world from a personality standpoint financially and then we've created a tool that can take them through and say okay based upon your profile here's you know two or three avenues that might match up with your profile both the pros and the cons mm-hmm. and so that people don't have to go in this um you know choose pick, your own adventure yeah, pick your own adventure choose your own adventure world where that's t- sure. that's pretty tough they actually can go to one or two options and start going down that path
0: yeah well i think what, um, it's just really incredible what, about what you're doing is it is about, you know, you're creating big impact in people's lives in a huge way. And, you know, it's clear that, you know, you're doing this work because you feel called to serve in this big way and get this message out. And I think that there's going to be so many listeners that really resonate with what you're saying. Um, and you know, will want to learn more. So thank you so much for that. Um, and I am curious what your, um, I, I like to ask this, what your own kind of grounding practices, or if you have kind of a morning routine or ritual or something that gives you, where do you get inspiration, you know, into your business or in your life?
1: So I, I would say I'm going to give you my ideal morning routine. That mm-hmm. is very rare. I, I wish it was more common, but I'm, I'm that guy that wakes up in the morning and is like, dang, I, I did not sleep great last night. I need to just snooze for a little bit. That's a bad, don't take that habit. Okay. That's not, that's not part of it, but I, I love to get up and just walk in the morning. Just, just get out in, um, in God's creation and just enjoy just the natural part of our world, walking through the the woods or whatever. Um, and then spend some time in God's word. That is what, that's a major grounding for me. It helps me to have, a proper perspective on the world. I think the the world is um in chaos, uh, which actually is very clear in God's word as the why. Um, but I I love to spend that time in in just solitude with him. And then um I, I love to serve my family in whatever way I can. So I've pushed back. Russ kind of gets pissed at me sometimes, but um, I've pushed back the time that I come into the office, like every quarter, I'm trying to like get another 30 minutes. Uh, so <laughs> I like to spend some time with, I have five daughters, mm. I'm making breakfast with them and, um, having a little devotional time with them and then helping them with their school. Cause we homeschool our five daughters, um, actually the f- top four, the, the little babies too. So she's not really schooling yet, but, uh, but yeah. having some time each morning to invest in them, And, um, and that is, that's really what kind of drives me is knowing that I'm able to impact them, be present. I never want them to, when we get older for them to be looking back and saying, yeah, dad, wasn't really around, or, you know, it was really mom always with us or whatever, that sort of thing. And so I try to, that's really what drives me to make the most of our time at the office so that I can spend that time with them.
0: That's really special. Well, and one thing I'll, I'll mention to our listeners that you kind of shared with me before the pre-show was, uh, you know, we were chatting and then you pulled up your, your background on your computer, which is really your vision, like all the things that kind of drive you and that are part of your, you know, it's, I think as leaders, it's important that we walk We, you know, we walk the walk, right? We do the things that we're teaching others to do. And, um, I, you know, I thank you for sharing that with me because, um, I think it's, it's important to have the things that are most important to us front and center so that we can then there, it's just a reminder of like, what are we building? What are we doing this for? What are the things that are most important and are my decisions and actions aligned with the things that I've identified are most important. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and you saw my picture of the Little Women. Right? That's right.
0: I yeah. Did. So
1: I I think of my life as like the the literal Little Women story, but we just won up them by having five daughters instead of four. So you know,
0: <laughs> are there any more in your future?
1: Not that I know of. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not, okay. I would not have been involved uh, if there were. So. Um. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sharing no what about you Russ are you are there any things that are part of I I know that's hard to follow but
2: (laughs) I'm not going to be involved in that one either (laughs) a lot of the same things I I would say part of my morning routine is is exercising and I I enjoy um just the goal setting that exists in that the camaraderie with a a small group of guys that I get to spend time with that um, that helps me encourage, um, or that encourage me, and and we spend a lot of time, uh, you know, just talking about what's going on in our lives and those, in those moments. And um, weird enough, and this is not supposed to be weird, but like I, I, I find inspiration in like quiet time for me to think. And the best place that I get to do this and Joey always laughs at me is in the shower. Mm. And so I probably take like a 25 minute shower at the gym. Um, but it's like, that's the time where like my brain is spinning and, and thinking <laughs> up ideas. And when, when I, I get in the car to come to the office, I'm like calling him to share all of these ideas that I've now uh, I've come up with. So it, that, that's the, the thing that I think um, I, I struggle with the most. And I think probably a lot of us is there's so much noise Mm-hmm. that we don't have that time to think.
0: Yeah. And
2: one of our mentors had a saying, he said, 5% of the people think 10% of the people think that they think, but 85% of the people would rather die than think. Mm-hmm. And he, he would always challenge us to think about our thinking. <laughs> and, and that's a, that, that's a really, um, a part that I, I want to spend time in the morning to, to try to think and to think about that, what I am thinking about. And, and then uh, have someone like, like Joe, we make fun of each other a lot and picking on each other. That's our our, our stick. But um, we really do share the same brain and um, and help each other a lot with with things that are going on. So having having somebody, a partner in your life that that you can um, know that's got your back no matter what and can give you good advice and also can you know call you on your on your stuff sometimes is good, too.
0: Hmm. Well, and I'll share something with you. The idea for, or the name for this podcast actually came from the shower. So that can be a good place to think. I've I been guess. trying to work it out, trying to, it actually had a lot of other names that I had uh, actually like bought domains for, and then it came in the shower. So you never know. But, but I do think that, um, you know, to your point, sometimes you know, meditation, quiet time. Sometimes we think it has to be one way, like, you know, with some music on sitting with our legs crossed, you know, on the floor, but it can be wherever it it can be just quieting the mind in many different ways to allow us to hear the messages we're meant to hear, to be, to receive the messages of, you know, from the, from God, from the divine so that we can, um, and then, know when to take action on those. Right. So, um, anyway, so thank you so much for sharing, you know, both of you, and this has been really a special conversation. So I just so appreciate you both. Thank you for being here. I'm excited for our listeners to learn from you and hopefully, you know, get in touch with you to hear, you know, if it's something that has been said today, really resonates with them, uh, that they want to look at maybe a different way of creating financial freedom, that they're able to reach out to you using the resources you provided. Uh, we'll definitely include those in the show notes so that they can learn more about your work and what you're doing and, um, and you know, think of how they can create something differently th- for themselves. So um, can you share any other, any final thoughts or any other um Specific places that they should go to find you? Where's the best place for them to go?
1: I just want to encourage people to um, go to that wealthwallstreet.com scorecard link, uh, forward slash scorecard. And because you can get the free tool, but you also get into the community for free. And uh, within that, it's an app on your phone that you can actually use to DM Russ and I individually. And so let us know that you heard us on this podcast. We love to connect with people. And it's just great to hear uh, your thoughts, and in any ways that we can help you from there. So that's the ideal place. We we try to stay off of social media because it is such it can be such a distraction. Mm-hmm. And so our app is is just kind of dedicated space that Russ and I spend a lot more time in.
0: Very cool. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you both. Like I said, I really appreciate your time, and uh, appreciate you being here. So thank you.
1: Yeah, it's our pleasure.
2: Yeah, thank you, Kara.
0: Thanks so much for listening. After going back and re-listening to the show, one of my key takeaways is that in order to really understand where you want to go, it starts with understanding where you are now. And so I am going to download the scorecard that Russ and Joey both mentioned. It's at wealthwithoutwallstreet.com forward slash scorecard and use it myself. And I hope that in this inspires you in some way as well. So until next time, have an inspiring day. I'm Kara, and you've been listening to Soul Inspiring Business. If you found this helpful, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you feel so bold, share with others as well. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to growing